don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro. It's 60 minutes, bro. We coming to King? You best not miss. You're now locked in the zone. Zone 32. 32. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 76, the Chris McAllister and Terrell Suggs combined episode of the Zone 32 podcast. We have some people in the house tonight. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. Enough for the pleasantries. Let's jump into the show. So, week one happened. Football came back, and the game actually happened that meant something. And the Ravens won. Played the Texans, beat the Texans 25-9. to Unfortunately, it started to resemble a little more of a baby version of the body bag game back in the 80s and 90s, if y'all remember way back when. Because four starters, yes, four starters went down in Sunday's loss. No, we lost to Sunday's win. Marcus Williams, tech injury, seems to be out for most of the year. Haven't, hasn't confirmed whether he'll be out for the year or not. Ja'Kalen Dobbins, we'll get more into him, but popped Achilles after the season. See ya. Soft. Ronnie Stanley, knee, Ronnie Stanley with a knee sprain, which seemed encouraging. Maybe he'll be back in a month. Who the hell knows? But at least it's not a season ender. It was encouraging yeah. to see him congratulate Ojabo after his strip sack, which is two strip sacks in two games. So, hey, kudos to Mr. Ojabo. And then Tyler Linderbaum with an ankle sprain. So, Drew, let's get it. Before we get into Ja'Kalen and you do your thing on him, let's just talk about the game first. Give me your thoughts. Uh, win is a win. Just to start off with, it's always good to win. And if you win by 16 points, it's even better. Um, cover. I would say. A cover. It's a cover. Yeah, yeah. Professional, you know, good teams win, great teams cover. So the Ravens are on pace to be a great team at this point. One no against the spread in 2023. Um, it, it's, again, like I, I had said while we were doing the preview last week that I thought the offense would struggle to start. And it, it definitely did. The first half, they did. They looked disjointed. You know, and everybody looked rusty. Even Lamar came out afterwards and said, you know, I was rusty. I forget what his exact tweet was, but he, you know, clearly took accountability for not looking like himself, unlike some people thought that. You it know, was something like excuses. rusty as shit, but got the dub, I think. Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Which is exactly, you know, that's the best way to put it is, you know, Odell was out there, made a couple plays that made you remember Odell Beckham. Beckham. Um you know, Justice Hill looked good around the goal line. It was it was weird seeing him get the goal line touches, but it worked. They scored, so no complaints for me there. Uh, Zay Flowers looked fucking great. Uh, other than Hollywood Brown's debut, that was – and I wouldn't say Hollywood Brown's debut was as impressive because Hollywood had two broken plays that he took for touchdowns, um, whereas Zay Flowers was, you know, getting the ball and kind of just – forcing his will on the defense. It was a much different kind of performance from Zay. Um, and he looked great. You know, Bateman in the limited snaps and limited touches that he got looked great. Uh, there was really no complaints on my side. Um, you know, the offensive line looked a little shaky to start. Lamar had a lot of pressure in his face. Uh, he made that really stupid decision to throw the ball when he was getting stacked that one time that turned into a pick. Uh, actually, Cole Jackson did a, uh, like a 15-minute video on Monday or Tuesday. Um, you know, breaking down some offensive line adjustments and, you know, shocking. But when they put Ricard in in the second half, he did a great job picking up some extra blitzers and kind of, uh, you know, helping calm things down with the offensive line. John Simpson had uh, – I don't know if John Simpson had a rough day, but he had two or three times where, you know, he clearly made a mistake and that guy got through and caused some problems. Um, and then obviously you lose Linderbaum and Stanley. That's not great going into the week. But, that, you know, that probably contributed. That, that, and, that probably contributed to Simpson, by the way. I mean – you know, there's there's uh, oh, oh, upheaval sure. on both sides of him. So but it's it, it that's going to that's a ripple effect for sure. Well, and again, you're not expecting John Simpson to step in and be an all pro left guard. Nope. So like we didn't go into the year thinking John Simpson is a bona fide all pro. And the fact that he wasn't perfect is now some shock to us. Like we were expecting him to be a starting caliber left guard and he looked like a starting caliber left guard. And he's going to get better. Um, you know, he's going to get better over time, too. So. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, he hasn't gotten regular snaps in two years now. So this is his first time, you know, being a full-time starter in two years. So yeah, he looked, he looked fine. And again, we're sitting here saying the offense looked rusty and 
you know, complain, but they put up 25 points and won by 16. And when they needed to score and when they were in position to score, they scored. So, you know, really no complaints in my end. Defensively, they looked amazing. Um, there was a couple drives there between the 20s that the Texans were, looked like they were kind of clicking and getting things going. And then they'd either hold them to three or Jabo had the strip sack. So, I mean, even even there, like the defense came up when you needed them to. There were a couple third downs that I would have liked them to get off the field on that they didn't and let the Texans extend drives. But, you know, they still looked good. Um, it was just, a again, a win is a win. Winning by 16 in the NFL is great. Um, and you just kind of recoup and move on to next week. Agreed. Yeah, so um, I don't know. There was a lot of people who were overly you know, like hyper-focused on, oh, the offense didn't do this, offense didn't do that. They scored 25 points. So last year, even when Lamar was in, the offense wasn't great. Uh, you know, there were games, I guess there were games when they were they were better than others, but... Arguably uh, their best offensive game last year, they lost. So yeah. that was against the Dolphins. Right. So um, scoring 25 points when your offense is, is uh, clearly still trying to, you know, to fall into place, I'll take that any day. The defense didn't give up a touchdown um, despite losing, you know, a, a playmaker uh, in Marcus Williams and not having Marlon Humphrey on the field. Now they were playing... Uh, a depleted offensive line and, and a rookie quarterback, but it's an NFL team. So, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Um, so they did what they should do. Giving up nine points. I don't give a shit who the other team is. That's a win. Um, you're putting the uh, offense in a position. Patrick to... Queen, too. I yeah, Patrick Queen was playing like a fucking madman. Ro- so... Roquan had, this is actually the perfect way to look at Patrick Queen is that Roquan had such a good day that people forget Patrick Queen existed. And Patrick Queen would have been like, you know, NFL would have been applauding him for having like the best performance of the uh, of an inside linebacker if Roquan Smith wasn't on the same team. Yeah, and I mean, Roquan is Roquan, um, right? So the expectations are that that's the kind of game you kind of expect from him. Um, yeah, Patrick Queen, I think, was you know, he he played just as well as Roquan Smith did, um, and, and they he, expected different things out of him too. You know, again, Mike McDonald seems to be smart enough where Wink wasn't that he's not putting Patrick Queen in positions to make plays behind him, that he's trying to keep the whole field in front of him. And he, that's where he thrives. That's, that's what he's best at. Yeah. Um, Kyle Hamilton looked good. I got nervous when he, uh, he went out of the game for a couple plays, but I'm, I'm glad that he was fine and came back in. He was, he was walking off the field. I saw him say like, it was a stinger, something like that, or knock yeah. the wind out of me. So I wasn't at real time. I was concerned, but then the second they kind of zoomed in on his face walking off, I was like, All right, he's, he's a guy. Out. I don't think we can afford to lose, especially now. Um, right. I think we're better equipped to withstand Marcus Williams not being there again. This goes back to, you know, Last year, we expected Marcus Williams to be a big part of the defense, and then Marcus Williams wasn't there for most of the year because of his injury. And so you kind of learn how to adapt and play without him there. And I feel like, you know, we're equipped to survive the loss of Marcus Williams, whereas Kyle Hamilton was there all year last year. And right. so you're, you don't know how to deal without Kyle Hamilton there because you haven't played without Kyle Hamilton since you drafted him. Yeah. Two more guys I want to shout out. Ronald Darby. Uh, huge. I mean, he looked super physical. He was all over the place, making plays, making really, I mean, impressive tackles in, in the open field. So, like, mm-hmm. last year there were, like, a lot of teams, I think, and this is part of the reason it was it was in their their uh, strategy was to get the ball out real quick to a wide receiver to get, to get uh, you know, wide receiver one-on-one with a, a, a defensive back. And Darby was not getting beat. He was not, he, he was making that tackle every time. And um, Ardarius Washington, another guy who had a really good game, the kid's a baller. And yeah. Grant Grant was big on him when we signed him as a UDFA. Um, I I liked him, but I was like, he's kind of small, so I don't know how he's going to work. But he seems to be a guy that overcomes the size. So, yeah. And one more guy, I should even I, I should have said more than more than just the two, uh, Matt Abike. Yeah. Um, you know, baby Aaron Donald. Shout out Spencer Schultz, um, the originator of that take. So if anybody starts to compare them to uh, compare him <laughs> to Aaron Donald. I will make sure that Spencer gets credit for that because he was, you know, a year ahead of everybody else. Yeah, just in, case, play... just in case anybody made that comparison on a on a, a live stream uh, about a half an hour ago, <clears throat> Calvin. <Yes. laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, he, it, it is watching him. He does play like Aaron Donald. He has kind of looks of, like him. He kind of looks like him with, with his he's helmet. Built on. Like him, yeah. He, he plays. He plays very similar style to him. Obviously, 
Matt Abike does not finish plays the way that Aaron Donald has. No, so far no one career. does. No one does. No one. Yeah. But who who's to say that he can't make that leap at some point? Um, yeah. I mean, and it, it's not fair ever to expect that he'll be Aaron Donald, but well, and that's he plays, all, a, and the, plays yeah, a similar I mean, style and he's got a similar body type and apparently they train together. So it's just like, I, I, and when Spencer made that comparison, that was what I was trying to say to people is like, he's not saying that he is Aaron Donald. He's saying he plays like Aaron Donald. He trains with Aaron Donald. He has a similar body type to Aaron Donald. So there's similarities without saying that they're comparable players. Uh, so similar and the same are not the are, are two different things. So, no, and I mean, if I want to make fun of Spencer, then I'll obviously bring that up and say that you compared Matabike to Aaron Donald, but yeah, in reality, in reality, it was a solid take. No, yeah, for sure. Matabike looked good. Uh, Owe was getting a lot of pressure. Uh, Clowney. so I went back, I went back and watched the game again, um, because I watched the first half or so on my iPad at Fenway. Um, while I was supposed to be working, I, I also watched the game. And so I feel like, I felt like there was things that I was missing. I mean, Owe was in the backfield, like every play. He was yeah. beating guys off the line. If he converts, I think he had four, um, seven pressures and like four QB hits. If he turns one of those QB hits into a sack, he's going to look like, you know, second or third year Jadavian Clowney with um, Houston. And that's, you know, nine sacks and a shit ton of tackles for loss and just being a force in the backfield, which is, you know, I don't think he's a bust at that point. I think that that's a great use of a first round pick. If you're, if you're picking up a guy that's going to get you around double digit sacks, but he's also going to be causing mayhem up front. Well, and to be fair, uh, CJ Stroud is very, you know, he's super mobile. I mean, he, he's not, right. he is not Lamar Jackson, but he is, and he's not Justin Fields, but he's, he is elusive. He is very athletic and it's his first game. So he's going to be moving much sooner and more frequently and maybe, than a lot of quarterbacks would. Maybe if OA is playing an experienced quarterback, he's not getting four QB hits, but he's still pressuring the guy on that play. And he's probably getting a sack or two. And- yeah, oh God, he can't move as well. So Joe Burrow is on record saying that he would rather take snap sacks than make stupid throws. So right, um, he said, yeah. you know, Joe Burrow went on this whole rant on some stupid fucking podcast that he went on talking about how not all sacks are bad and not all interceptions are bad. So throw as many you know good interceptions as you want to throw on Sunday, <laughs> Joe. Take as many fucking good sacks as you want. I hope to see you flat on your back every fucking play. Uh, it's just I, I'm I'm excited and Clowney looks great too. That's what I was going to say. Clowney, yeah, a lot of the time when you saw Owe around the quarterback, Clowney was right there with him. So I think that right. he's creating opportunities for people. And then obviously, Ajabo with the strip sack is a huge. I mean, the, the people still who are talking about Ojabo being a bad pick at 45 in 2022 are so brain dead. The guy, okay, we picked him knowing he had a torn Achilles. He still managed yeah. to play last year. Got a strip sack in 21 defensive snaps. He got a strip sack last year. And and so now we're talking about a guy who's basically played parts of two games. Like he played a full game last week. Before yeah. that, he was on a, a very limited snap count. So we're talking about he's basically played a game and a half of, of true defensive snaps. And he has two sacks and two strip sacks. Or he has he has he has two strip sacks, I should say, because that's a little redundant. But so he he is creating opportunities for turnovers he's getting to the quarterback he's finishing plays what more do you want and the people who say we should have taken george pickens with that pick if we took george pickens with that pick we wouldn't have zay flowers who is one million times better than george george pickens, george pickens has now cried twice um within the first two weeks how did he do last week yeah not great not great. Um, yeah, again, was what did he have? Three catches for thirty yards or something like that? Or yeah, I was gonna or, say it was five for I believe five for so. 50, but five for fifty, three, you know, three for thirty, whatever. And then he was also there's the video of him pouting on the sideline, and then he's liking Instagram comments about the Steelers not having a quarterback to get him the ball. So not and then he also had Antonio Brown, you know, posting photoshops of those two together saying that, you know, they need each other. So that's that's not really a good look. Nope. It's just not a that, that's a bad trajectory to be on. Johnny Sins, Johnny Sins, but I love it. if he's going to if he's going to be uh, a problem of a, a, yeah. a, a porn star is worried. Yeah, that he's going to be an issue. And I, I forget what the exact answer was. You know, I wouldn't say he's not a problem already. I think yeah. was, was the gist just, of the answer. Just think so. about this. A guy who has to take an AIDS test to go to work is worried about <laughs> George Pickens. 
Yeah. Yeah. A guy whose dick has been on camera for, you know, <laughs> 10 straight years is, is worried about your issues. That's not yeah. good. That's yeah. just not good at all. Yeah. That, that guy. Yeah. That's, that's just a bad look for George Pickens. Mm. No. So, I mean, week one wise though, like to wrap it up, the only thing that we haven't touched on is our, you know, um, can we even call him our running back? Because after this year's over, he'll have missed 41 and 53 NFL games, something like that. Um, so, I mean, the guy who's been on the roster for four years and plays the running back position, but, you know, isn't on the field too much. Before we talk about him, be- I do want to, I want to give Todd Munkin credit because the, like we said in the first half, the offense was flat, wasn't really getting anything done, no, you know, um, and there were adjustments made at halftime and the second half looked better. Now, this does segue nicely into what we're, we're about to talk about with J.K. Dobbins. The offense looked more efficient to me with Justice Hill and Gus Edwards running the ball. Now, that's not to say they wouldn't have looked efficient with the adjustments made at halftime with J.K. Dobbins. However, J.K. Dobbins... Wasn't there, so you don't know. Yeah, and, you know, this is a guy who uh, made it a point to have a one-on-one interaction with you when you said he was good when healthy, and he interpreted that as you saying he was injury-prone, who blew out his Achilles in the first half. I think that's an injury. You know, I'm not sure, but I define that as an injury. And yeah, I do too. So now we're talking about a guy who has blown out his ACL, LCL, MCL, hamstring, and Achilles tendon in just over 24 months. We're talking about 24 and a half months. I would call that injury-prone. A guy who last year came back too soon and had to go have a cleanup procedure done to to not even be at 100% because then he still couldn't get up to full speed. So whatever whatever word you want to use to describe him, it doesn't matter. He's not available enough. Right. He's not available enough for you to rely on him. Um, honestly, He's like not going to contribute. He can't contribute to the team for the rest of the year again. Right. Yeah, I mean, people people got on your case saying that you were celebrating an injury, um, which you were not. And again, there were multiple other people who tweeted me the same thing that you did, saying like, uh, you know, you were you were right essentially. Which and I, I I caught shit for retweeting that because apparently I'm not allowed to celebrate when I'm correct about things. You know, just a, apparently a weird Twitter rule. The reality is is that you cannot rely on J.K. Dobbins to be healthy for a full year now. Um, you know, three or four years, he has not been healthy. That's just no, no debate on that. And his rookie year, he did not, I don't know, prove that he needed more carries. So he wasn't even the full-time guy for most of that year. I, I guess what I'm getting at here is that like, that's not really a huge loss for the Ravens because they're prepared to play without him. Yeah. Um, that, that was another tweet that I had that, and this was me doubling down really. And I said like, Here's the 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 list of uh, like the impact, uh, you know, based on people we lost today. And it was number one, Ronnie Stanley. Number two was Marcus Williams. Or no, number two, I think may have been Tyler Linderbaum. Number three, Marcus Williams, because we do have a lot of safeties. And, uh, you know, number four, I believe, was uh, a beer vendor who rolled his ankle. Um, number five was a social media intern who got a blister on their thumb. So, you know, they're going to be a little slower to, to tweet and, and post Instagram pictures. And then uh, last on the list is J.K. Dobbins. And the reason I said that is because we've had to overcome J.K. Dobbins not being in the lineup before. And one area we always are able to come back and overcome is losing a running back. We have and it's and it's not based on we have better running backs. That's people are thinking I'm saying like Gus Edwards is better than J.K. Dobbins at full strength. J.K. Dobbins is the best running back on the team. But when is he at full strength? When? I mean, it's it's been rare and losing him in past years. We lost all three running backs two years ago and we brought in guys off the street and we still had I think you said it was the third 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 in rushing. So like we don't need J.K. Dobbins to be an effective running team, period. And that's just just a fact. That's not me being bitter or trying to take a shot at J.K. Dobbins. It really has nothing to do with him. It has everything to do with the fact that this team historically has just been able to turn basically anyone into a good running back. Well, I'm going to... I'm going to double down on this, and this is somewhat personally against J.K. Dobbins. You have a guy who has routinely cried for the ball, um, has routinely been a, a me, a me, a selfish guy, which is fine. We've both been on the record saying that to some extent you want a guy with that diva streak who wants to put up numbers himself. But 
you know, like last year after the Bengals game, he's liking passive aggressive tweets talking about how he should get the ball more. He's throwing Tyler Huntley under the bus, you know, saying that he should have gotten that goal line carry in the playoff game. Um, the reason why you don't get the goal line carries in the playoff game and the reason why you're not a featured back is that you're never healthy. Okay. Like there's, there's no way to slice it anymore. You've played, you're not going to have played nine games in three years. Okay. That's just not acceptable. You, you can't be relied on anymore. On top of that, he also hinted at, he was still mad at Harbaugh and mad at the organization for him playing in that preseason game where he blew out his ACL. Um, and him getting hurt by a non-contact injury on Sunday is a perfect example of anytime you step on the field, you're at risk of getting hurt. Like it just happens sometimes. It is what it is. And it happens to J.K. Dobbins a hell of a lot more than it happens to anybody else. At some point, people just have to come to the realization that everything that I said was right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Everything that others have said. I'm not the only one who thinks that. I might be the only one who had the balls to say it out loud, potentially. I don't know. I don't scour Twitter to see who has the same, you know, viewpoints as me. I don't name search Drew Band and see what comes up because I'm not a, you know, narcissist like J.K. Dobbins. But at, at some point, people have to understand, like, it's just time to move on from him. Like, he's not coming back. We don't want him back. We don't need him back. It is what it is. We drafted him in the second round. Didn't work out. See you later. Have fun somewhere else. Like, it's over. It's over. And I, I you know, nothing that he can do is going to make me want him to come back here because I'm not interested in the baggage. And I'm not interested in him, you know, making himself the story. And I'm not interested in relying on, my, on him anymore. He's not a reliable running back anymore. Yeah, really yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm just going to I, I want to I want to put like a, a monologue here on the podcast that we can clip is that me, me addressing the people who came at me last week. Cause there was a lot of them. And it, and even now, like when I post anything, it'll be, someone will say something to me. Who's mad about it. So first, uh, JK Dobbins, I'm going to tag you when I post this, uh, when I tweeted that you owe drew an apology and no way am I celebrating that you got hurt. And anybody who thinks that that was the case, uh, you should ask Calvin for his reading tutor because you do not understand words. Uh, I have always been someone who said, I want the best possible team on the field. And, you know, J.K. Dobbins would be the best running back on the field if he could be on the field and he's not going to be able to be. So I, at no point did I, you know, wish injury on him. And I certainly didn't celebrate him getting hurt, but. Drew is my friend and JK Dobbins, you got your feelings hurt by a very simple, rational statement that you are good when you're healthy. You haven't been healthy all that much in your NFL career. We wish you had been because it would be really nice to have gotten four healthy years out of JK Dobbins. We've seen what he can do when he is fully healthy. He's super effective. We saw it on, uh, on Sunday. You know, the the brief amount of time that he was able to play at full strength, he was I mean, he he, he looked like he was trying to prove something. I like that. But he got hurt again. So the point is this you the entire basis for you attacking Drew and with a reply that a lot of people, you know, then wanted to drag Drew for the reply and then going into the DMs asking for his address. I'm going to show up at your house, this, that and the other thing. You are a clown for that. Because you were basically saying, hey, Drew, you're saying something that's just not factually correct. At the time, it was correct, and now it's even more correct. Like, there's no running from this. And that's uh, no pun intended, because I know you can't run anywhere right now. But you can't, you can't run away from the fact that you have had season-ending injuries two out of four years. It has had a major impact on another year. So, you know, basically what we're looking at is unfortunately a failed you know a failed draft pick who had a ton of potential who showed it when opportunity presented itself but when given a full nfl workload apparently your body wasn't able to to stand up to that and i don't know what the reason for that is you can you can try and blame it on steve saunders he's not here anymore and he wasn't here all off season so you know like i mean maybe maybe you show up to training camp and actually do something and you know, I don't know. You, you that, don't that get may have contributed something. to it too. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, going into season uh, cold yeah. probably wasn't a good right. idea. Right. So, like, a lot of the the you know, a lot of what apparently he's been upset about the 
fact that he was played in a preseason game when the rest of the offense, the first team offense was also on the field. That rings hollow to me. Um, not getting enough carries early in the season last year when then you elected to go get a knee cleanup procedure, which validated the fact that you weren't getting a full workload. Then now, you know, coming at just people on the internet, fans who have a valid criticism of you, and then you proving that criticism correct in the first game back. Like, uh, it's just, dude, you got it. You have to have a come to Jesus moment. It, this uh, and everybody who's mad at me about it, I, you know, the emotional response, I, I don't deal well with that. Uh, you know, I'm, all I'm doing, and you might say I was being emotional. You might say that I was being emotional by defending Drew, but that's not the case. It's I'm defending Drew said something factually correct. It was factually correct when he said it. I mean, I I said the facts. I think people are making the mistake that you were defending me because we're friends. You were defending me because I was right, not because we're friends. Like right. you would you would have said the same thing if somebody you disliked was correct. Because I would have, but I yeah, I would have. I wouldn't have doubled, tripled, and quadrupled down like no, I did. No, which but, is fair. But I'm you know again, you have always been. It's more about the facts, not about who says them. Right. Because. Something that's irritating is when people pick and choose when to get mad. I mean, again, we had an individual who kind of led the charge against both of us, quote-tweeting you saying we're weird and we should get blocked, who was the first person to tweet out those DMs. It wasn't me that they were sent to me. It wasn't you who had them, I think, before anybody else besides me. I obviously received them first, so I was the first one to read them. But, yeah, yeah, you, know, you texted them like, to me, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he tweeted those out for clout, but then all of a sudden we're, we're bad people for, you know, merely bringing up that this is the kind of person that we're dealing with. Um, JK, I don't want a public apology. I just want you to publicly admit that I was right. That's all. <laughs> just say Drew was right. You can say whatever horrible things you want about me before that and after that. I will warn you, if you do want to come over, it does take two sets of stairs to get into my house. So maybe wait until like, I don't know, when you think like January, December. But then, you know, it's, yeah. it's going to be snowing, snowing and cold in New England. So maybe he'll fall and re-injure himself. Maybe wait till like March or April, and then you can come over. Yeah, Drew can, doesn't have a chair left. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you're still open invite. You're still welcome to come over and beat me up if you'd like. I I don't like your chances right now with one leg. I didn't like your chances before because I feel like you know I just say one thing and you start crying before anything actually happened. But regardless, so we can table uh, yeah. the we can table the fist fight because I just don't think you're physically equipped to deal with coming to my house at the moment. So just just tweet out I was right. That's all. That's all yeah. we're asking. And and I want to I want to. Uh, just finish what I have to say about him with this. I hope JK Dobbins fully recovers, moves on to another team and has a great NFL career. I really doubt that's going to happen, unfortunately, because I just think his body is, has had enough. And you know what, if we want to be, if we want to find like point the finger, why don't we point the finger at Ohio state? Did they overuse him? Did they wear him out? I mean, Ryan day and um, urban Meyer don't really have great track records. So, you know, yeah, Urban Meyer was physically assaulting his players in Jacksonville. Who's to say that he didn't physically assault uh, J.K. Dobbins while he was in at Ohio State? Right. Just on that. Yeah. No. Uh, So J.K. Dobbins, I truly wish you the best in your future endeavors. I also truly hope that it is not on the Ravens because if EDC brought in any any player at any position, but especially a running back or a wide receiver, somebody who relies on their legs to make plays, who has who has the injury history that J.K. Dobbins has. If if we signed anyone like that, people would lose their fucking minds. And now we have people advocating for, oh, give J.K. Dobbins an incentive-heavy deal to come back next year. No, you do not sign a running back with the list of injuries in the short amount of time that he's had. You just don't do it. It's bad business. J.K. Dobbins potentially taking a roster spot from a young guy who's worked his whole life for it because he woke up and decided he wanted to rehab in Baltimore would be my problem. So <laughs> that was uh, impress- impressive pulling that one. That was a deep cut, but you know, well, only a few will get that. But you know. yeah, so I mean, enough about that fucking crybaby. You just there, there are things that needed to be said, and I, I think people need to uh, chill the fuck out. Number. one. One, like I'd never celebrate an injury. Will would never celebrate an injury. Sucks that he's hurt. We're also used to him not playing. So on to next week. Next man up. Yeah. Keenan Mitchell yeah. comes back on off field. IR soon. I hope Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble the ball a couple times when he gets activated off practice squad. Uh, Justice Hill clearly seems ready for it. 
I mean, you know, he's, he's talking great. shit and it looked great. Telling his teammates that they have stinky breath and you know, fucking press conferences. <laughs> um, I love that. You know, that was funny. Two, t- two touchdowns and didn't you know like freak out like act like he'd been there before with the celebrations. Um, he seems ready to go. And again, Gus has been caught some professional. So yeah, yeah. Rucker, Rucker's legend. Gus Edwards. <laughs> no, no affiliation. University of Miami Visual State. Shout out VD. Shout out VD. VD's having a rough week because because the, the Chiefs are you know. On one doesn't really know what to do with himself. So basement dwellers. Yeah. Yeah. I can't can't imagine not having a win. Um, speaking of teams so, that don't have wins, we are playing one this week. That's sure. right. We are playing as of now, the other what we are playing the other Ohio team, one of the three. And they are currently winless. They lost to the Northern Ohio team last week. And we get them for their home opener. Ravens at Bengals. Uh re is a rekindling of the three games that occurred a year ago, Burrow played like shit last week. Chase played like shit last week. That whole offense decimated, got destroyed by the Browns. Nick Chubb, grown man, defense couldn't stop him. So, Drew, are you concerned at all in spite of the because of the injuries, or are you not sweating it in spite? Of, or are you not sweating I, it with the injuries I'm, uh, in mind? Um. Always concerned if you're missing your starting left tackle and your starting center. That's a you know that's a big blow to deal with. Um, and as we're recording this, Ronnie and Linderbaum have already been ruled out, and so is Marcus Williams, and so is Marlon Humphrey. Uh, those are big losses on both sides of the ball. So if my confidence level was a hundred that we were going to beat the Browns with everybody healthy, I would knock it down to about an eighty right now. Um, again, I think Makari will be fine at left tackle. Mustafer and DJ Reader and, you know, just any backup center in general is going to give me a little bit of hesitation because, again, it's really important that Lamar Jackson gets the ball to him with with no issues on the snap. And we've seen what happens there. And I'm just not – I don't love Sam Mustafer. Uh, I'll live with him for a couple of games and hopefully Linderbaum comes back quick. Uh, I don't love the idea of having Kyle Hamilton play your deep safety for the most part. I think that he's far more valuable being kind of uh, – a floating safety where he's playing in the box. He's playing deep sometimes. I don't know. You know, it, it seemed like last week when Marcus Williams went down, they put Kyle Hamilton more in that deep safety role. He's very good at it. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like you're limiting some of his skills by putting him back there. And again, no Marlon Humphrey. Like you just like to have Marlon Humphrey if you can have him. You know, he's an all pro corner for a reason. He's a top five cornerback in the NFL. If, if my choice is to have him or not have him, I'm obviously going to take having him. That being said, the Bengals offensive line is still in worse shape than ours. Um, Orlando Brown Jr. sucks. You know, their whole offensive line is just it did not look good last week. I, I think that our front seven could feast again. I think that even though our offensive line is banged up, so was the Brown. The Browns offensive line isn't great, and Nick Chubb still had his way with their with their defense. So I still think we'll be able to run the ball. I don't think that they have the secondary to guard Odell, Bateman, Zay Flowers, and Mark Andrews, who looks like he's on pace to play. So from an offensive standpoint, as long as Lamar can get the ball and get a few seconds of, you know, not getting killed in the pocket, I think we'll be fine there. And even if the rush is coming home clean pretty quick, I think you can just get the ball out quick to Zay and Odell and kind of let them cook after the catch, hopefully. Um, There wasn't many throws over the middle last week because I don't think that Lamar was getting time. And I think Lamar was getting a lot of pressure in his face. Um, Maybe with Mark Andrews back, you'll see a little bit more throws over the middle and that'll open things up outside a little bit more. I would hope. I just, I, I don't think the Bengals have a very good chance to win this week. And this might kind of be a homer take. That's fine. I got killed online last week by some fucking faceless idiot account telling me that I was, you know, some homer jerk off telling me that this is like the worst podcast ever because I was too positive about the team. But really, I'm just more negative. He about said the rest of us were fantastic, though. So I, I you know. Uh, no, no, no. That was, so that, that comment was left by somebody I know. Um, that was, uh, Strictly, he was angry at me about some other argument we got into, and you know, whatever. He's probably drunk too when he wrote it, which is fine. I mean, you know, fucking, um, I'm drinking right now. I uh, know that was uh, th- this guy named himself after as a Will Ferrell character in a movie on Twitter, Ricky Bobby. Ricky Bobby, oh, that guy, yeah. yeah. I've, I've had him muted for like seven he tweeted months. me like 46 times in two days span. <laughs> like, basically, any tweet about the Ravens, he would respond to the person tweeting and then tag me saying, Damn, yeah, well. He's like, oh, well, Drew Band thinks the Ravens are good because he's a brain-dead homer. And it was just some iteration of that, like 46 times. I finally responded, I'm like, the fuck do you want from me? Like, but, so seriously. When I, when I switched over to the uh, the Zone 32 Twitter account, 
it was my yeah. day. You know, Thomas runs it most of the time, but it was my day yeah. to check it. There was Thomas like, does not run it. Old Jake runs it. There was like seven thousand notifications from fucking Ricky Bobby. And I was like, what yeah. the fuck is this? <laughs> and then I noticed Dude, that, that, guy, then I noticed that I, mean, I was tagged in them too. And I was like, oh shit, I, why am I not seeing these? And then I know, then I checked a, and I was like, oh, I've he's been. a relentless reply guy. Yeah. Uh, so I, 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 muted, I muted him in like this. January, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. I mean, again, he's just not, not the least bit intelligent. Had no, no. If you want to come at me and tell me that I'm stupid or that I'm a homer or that my takes suck, I'm totally, totally game for that. Go for it. But like, have something intelligent to say back to me. Not just you're an idiot. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Like, what does what does that do for me? Like, I don't even disagree with you. I'm an idiot. That's fine. But like, where am I wrong? Like, if you have something that specifically you think I'm wrong about, feel free to point it out and tell me why I'm wrong. I'm probably not going to agree to you with you. Probably going to talk down to you. I'm probably going to you know be tempted to type out an R word that would get me suspended on Twitter. But <laughs> it is what it is. Like that. You know, I, I treat you like I treat everybody else to give you the time of day until you give me a reason to not give you the time of day anymore. I, I honestly think, though, like this is the prime time to get the Bengals, too, is Joe Burrow looked like shit last week. And I think it's because Joe Burrow was hurt during training camp and really didn't play during training camp. So he's rusty. He's rustier than everybody else. And I really don't think he's that good to begin with. Yeah, his timing's, um, his timing's off with his offensive line and everything else. Again, uh, I, I made this joke. I made this joke on Twitter. I made this joke on our uh, PSF live stream earlier. I'm going to make it now. All three of us are more efficient NFL wide receivers than T. Higgins right now. There's sure. just you can't you can't argue with me. We've all put up zero catches for zero yards and zero touchdowns, and he's had eight more targets than any of us. So now, we can blame that on Joe on Joe Burrow, though. Yeah, we can. But again, like you put me in with Joe Burrow, I've never been targeted by Joe Burrow, so I, I haven't not caught eight targets in a game before. You know, um, I, I've never dropped a pass from Joe, Joe Burrow. You know, There's here's a good, here, here's a question that. we should ask. Joe Burrow has appeared several times with Livy Dunn on the internet, right? Because they're both LSU people. Livy Dunn, I'm, I'm sure everybody listening knows who she is, but if you don't, she's a, a gymnast at LSU right now. She's a social media, you know, superstar. She, I believe, is the, the highest earning NIL athlete in NCAA. Why, why are we sugarcoating things for the Zone 32 podcast? She's an attractive female that people like to look at on the internet. It it's is true. All, all, all these things are true. So she is linked with Joe Burrow a lot. They've been, you know, they've been at the same events and whatever. Uh, and she mentions him frequently. So, but, and there was always uh, conjecture about Livy Dunn has a boyfriend. Livy Dunn has a boyfriend. Who is it? Who is it? And I think maybe there was some, there was some, some people thinking it was Joe Burrow. Well, now it, it has, as recently, you know, and I think only within the last month or so, she is with the dude, what's his name? Paul Skeens or Skenis? Oh, the kid that the uh, pirate yeah, Skeens, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's number one overall pick in, uh, in the MLB draft. So those two are together. She and he came from LSU also. Uh, so do you think Joe Burrow is suffering from a little bit of a broken heart? Uh, honestly, he's suffering from a broken something. So I'll you know I'll live, I'll I'll get behind that narrative one hundred ten percent. Joe Burrow is more focused on chasing Libby Dunn than he is chasing a ring. Yeah. So what I what I just did is I just created some uh, some clips for Calvin and Bob to put on TikTok because. That that is where Libby Dunn is 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 biggest. So Calvin, get on it. Yep. So we uh, we, we, we are the ones who are starting this theory that Joe Burrow is going to have well, honestly, a, a regression a year. Or, well, I mean, is he's, it a theory or it's we're just connecting publicly available dots? Right. Joe Burrow. I, is I've never heard anybody. Seen. I've never just. I've never heard anyone else float this theory. I'm the only one connecting the Libby Dunn Joe Burrow dots. So well, I mean, and so again, we look at the publicly available information. Joe Burrow is rumored to be with Libby Dunn. Everybody's like, "Oh, that's you know, the LSU power couple." It makes sense. The reality is that she picked the MLB pitcher over him, yeah, because uh, the MLB pitcher is probably going to make more money over the course of his career. I would guess, um, you know, if he works and, out. And I believe no, isn't isn't no. he like an Otani uh, Otani a mold player? He's a two way player, right? He it wasn't no, he re- um, not not of the same not not anything like Otani in terms of success. I think he did hit a little bit, but he's not um, not that good. I'm pretty sure in the College World Series he he had some pretty big hits. Yeah, he's more like um, 
Remember the Cubs pitcher that would, you know, hit like 210, but hit like 10 home runs a year? Uh, uh, I remember the guy from the oh Diamondbacks. Carlos, Mike, Carlos Mike, Zambrano. Mike, Carlos Zambrano was Mike, Micah Owings is the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, but so Carlos Zambrano was a really good pitcher. And yeah. so was Skeens. And Skeens had some power. So I would say that they're more comparable than Otani. But regardless, she picked him over Joe Burrow. And since that has become publicly known information that she is with Skeens, Joe Burrow's, you know, been hurt and then has sucked. So I, yep. I don't know. I don't know. Again, and also curse of like the biggest contract. Can he live up to the biggest contract in football? I don't know. Yep. I mean, so far, so far he's proven he can't. Yep. So far, my hot take of this is going to be the worst contract ever signed in NFL history is, is looking pretty good. Thoroughly, yeah. but you know. Yeah. Well, as we know, you, you've had uh, at least one hot take this year that has been proven right already. So, I mean, honestly, I'm really never wrong if we think about it. I mean, we, 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 Grant's not here, or I would have loved to push him on the uh, Sauce Gardner having the worst game of his life after I've spent all offseason saying he sucks. So, I don't know. Josh Allen literally completed more passes to a Jets defensive back than anybody else on his team, but anytime he targeted uh, Sauce Gardner, it was a completion. So, Josh Allen was awful on Monday night, except for when targeting Sauce Garden. So, yeah, things just seem to come up true more often than not. It's just really, really the, uh, that should really just be, like, printed somewhere. Maybe get some t-shirts made. Drew's right. You don't have to agree with me, but at some point, you're just going to have to accept that I'm correct. George Pickens, again, you know, Jabo's clearly been the better pick out of those two. So, if we get into the... There's a a lot of people who would say that that's not true, and I am not one of them. I, I agree with you. Yeah, but anybody who says it's not true has no facts to back it up. On a per game... On a per-game production basis, and uh, pass rusher getting a strip sack per game is like otherworldly production. Like, that's Hall of Fame caliber production. They'll rename the Hall of Fame after David Ojabo, if that's the yeah, case. If yeah, if he gets a strip sack every game that he plays in, like, he'll be the great, he'll be, he'll make Lawrence Taylor look like some fucking loser that nobody cared about. They'll, they'll make, know? yeah, it'll make Lawrence Taylor look like a guy who would hire a, an underage hooker in a motel in New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. That actually happened. So I don't know. I mean, I guess I guess we're on track. I guess we're on pace for that to actually happen. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor wakes up wishing that he was as good as David Ajabo is really the uh, really what it boils down to. And you know, the whole New Jersey connection there too is uh, good to know. Maybe yeah. that you know, maybe that's what motivated Lawrence Taylor to be good is that he knew there was going to be a kid in New Jersey, and you know, ten years after he retired, named David Ajabo, that he's going to you know take his crown. Kind of a lot of interesting theories today, but regardless, for the game Sunday, I, I don't know if we want to get into. You know, our, our little gambling picks. I think you and I yep. have the same one. Um, we both stole it from the same individual. Uh, Ravens money line is the way to go. Yeah, Ravens money. I, I already bet it. I already put yeah. I already put, you know, a nice a nice little chunk of money on it. If you're if you're betting on a Sunday uh, and you're a casual person, uh, you don't you don't have like, you know, millions of dollars at your disposal. I'd say that the amount of money I put on the Ravens money line, considering it's a, a plus money line, it's plus 150, is a respectable amount of money for the return, um, especially since it's only one of my bets for Sunday. So, yeah, no, I advocate for Visionless Dave said hammer Ravens money line. He's absolutely correct. True, and I both agree. Now, yeah, and Drew, do you have a player prop? I didn't look at the lines for what Zay Flowers' numbers were. I, again, think with the banged-up offensive line, if there's a Zay Flowers 70-plus yard prop, I would take that and not think twice about it. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it seemed like Todd Munkin liked to use him not only in that screen game and, you know, the quick outs, but also he had a couple looks down the field where he got open. Yeah. And I just I, I think that, again, he's a guy that's going to cause problems. And really, if you're the Bengals defensive um Amarillo, Amarillo, whatever their uh, defensive coordinator, very smart guy, very good defensive coordinator. But like, are you going to scheme to cover Mark Andrews, Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham, or Zay Flowers? Like, I feel like Zay Flowers is probably third on that list for you mentally, even though how good Zay looked. Like, I still feel like you don't want Odell to beat you. You don't want Mark Andrews to beat you. And then so it's going to be a toss up between Bateman and Flowers. And I think Flowers is better equipped to cause chaos if the pressure gets to Lamar quickly. Well, and, and here's the other thing, even Zay flowers being one game into his career, people know this about him based on his college tape, based on the preseason, based on what they saw last week. It's really hard to scheme to cover Zay flowers. You basically have to scheme to limit Zay flowers because you can't, there is no coaching. There's no scheme to stop him 
and his footwork and his the way he can control you have his to body. Scheme, you have to scheme to rally to the ball when he catches it. Really exactly, right. You have to scheme so that there's never a point where Zay Flowers is not going to be covered from three angles. Right, exactly. Because if it's one-on-one, Zay Flowers wins every time. If it's two-on-one, yeah. he probably wins, you know, 50-50, maybe even better than that. So the the yeah it's hard very hard like i don't i don't think you really can even scheme to stop him from getting open he will get open you cannot cover him yeah so you really just need to try to limit his yak and he you know stop him from running if you can limit him to two yards after the catch instead of 10 yards after the catch then you would call that a success right yeah all right so you like uh a zay flowers uh yeah i would 70 plus yards Player yeah, I would, I would say a 70 plus yard player prop as long as it's, you know, plus 150 ish, 160, 170, somewhere in that range. And that's good value. And I think you'll hit it. OK, so I have I have sort of like a this is what I think you should do. But I also have one that's like a I think it's it's a great value long shot, you know. Right. Uh, that's the that, other thing, too, is I, want people, I, don't, I don't know how much our listeners gamble. Um, if we're given multi-leg parlays, anything over like a plus 300 parlay is it's, it's a, it's a long shot at that point. Right. So, you know, we're not guaranteeing anything. Said I, I, I tweet things like free money all the time because we're not sponsored by a gambling company. And so I can tweet dumb shit like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The reality is, is that if you're betting on anything that's really over, you know, plus 200, like sports books don't want to give you money. So if the odds are plus 200, the chances are you're not going to win. Right. That's just what it is. Yeah. So. My this is basically the same bet as last week. I'm not going to give you a parlay. I'm just going to give you a plus money bet. Lamar Jackson, 225 plus yards. I think that's a lock. It's at plus 124. So you're going to get you're you're getting good value on your money. Yeah. But if you want to go for the good value long shot, Lamar Jackson, 300 plus yards. Which if we're going for 225. If he hits a a big play, you could easily go from 225 to 300. That's plus 800. That I will be betting that 100%. Uh the the plus uh, the 225 and over I, again, I think that's a lock and you're getting plus money. So, I would bet it yeah. now. I don't know. I hopefully that Max gets this out tomorrow. I know tomorrow's Saturday, so uh, I'm not going to be, you know, up Max's asshole if he uh doesn't have I the time. But that's fine. Yeah. Um but if you if you're looking at it the way I am, I'm on FanDuel. If you're getting Lamar Jackson at plus money on 225 plus, take it because Lamar Jackson 200 plus is minus 166. The over under is set at 211 and a half. So 225 225 is, 225 is a is a good number to you know that's that's well within the realm of possibility, and you're getting a good return on that. Yeah. So what I would do is put a unit. On the on the two twenty five plus, I will be doing that, and I'll put a half unit on three hundred plus because at plus eight hundred, I'm just wow. I can't I can't turn that down. And again, it's one big play from like if he's at two twenty five and then he gets a big play, it you know it anything can happen. Yeah, um, right, the, those make sense to me. Jake, do you have any players? I mean, you almost called the job out perfectly. So mm-hmm. I almost did. I'm willing to call a strip sack. I'm going to count that as two sacks. Just so I, I said the better. exact same thing to Drew. I said uh, yeah. you basically nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't I'll give you credit though. for nailing it because I like a Jabo, but I'm sure a Jabo hater. You and me both, but still. So because gambling like that is not legal in the the wretched state that is sunny all the time, California, I can't give you any gambling takes, but I'll give you a bolt. I guess a bolt take. Zay Flowers is going to score his first career touchdown this weekend, but furthermore, he's going to get in the end zone twice. Okay. One rushing, one receiving. (laughs) Jake Jake just refuses to take the easy road. He's like, I could just say one, which I I really like that, but two touchdowns. He's like, I got to go two. No, I'm just going to do two. (laughs) Jake's, Jake's, you and I are trying to make our, you know, listeners like, they can, you know, buy something nice like a new jersey or whatever with their winning. Like Jake's trying to buy him a new house with his. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, a, if I'm gonna make a bold, if I'm gonna make a bold prediction, given an old site that was finally was redacted to some more proper news, since I used to have a column called Hot Take House, I might as well go all in. That's just my thought. 
if you're gonna say something, don't don't go milk toast with it. Go in with it. I don't That's my like thought. It, you gotta go big or go home. <laughs> I'm exactly. just gonna say. All I'm saying is this: we're <laughs> we're doing like gambling picks, and Jake and and I was like, okay, here here's the safe pick, here's the long shot, and Jake's like, no. Two Jake's the guy that Jake's, Jake's the guy that walks into the casino and puts you know ten thousand dollars on one number on roulette, and it's like, yeah, probably yep. didn't hit. It. I'll go home and try again next week. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, whereas Will and I are telling you, whereas Will oh, and I shucks. put money on your black or red, so you know, make, make a decent, consistent profit from Will and I, and then you know, chase your home run there. Yep. Just every now and again, you got to do when you're playing the slots. Every now and again, you got to do the max bet. You just got to time it right. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, and so you're just, you know, again, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So you're just taking the shots right. every week, and eventually one of them's going to hit. Michael Jake, Scott. If, if, we were, if, we, if we were to track all of our bets by the end of the year, Jake will be plus the most units because one of his ridiculous bets is going to hit. For sure. One, when you think, dude, if you look exactly. at so if you look at my I, if my if you look at my gambler stats on um, action, so I have I have all my bets from all the apps, all like aggregated in mm-hmm. or whatever, and my record is a losing record, and I'm like plus thirty seven units because. Yeah. I do so this system like for, yeah, I do this I do this futures system where every year I end up winning. I have a great system and it's like plus, you know, 23 units. It's like a, some crazy number. So Yeah, Jake's going to be like 1 in 16, but he's going to be plus 50 units on the year so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, not not a bad way to live. And again, Mina Kimes did say that it's going to be called Zaycor Stadium after the game, so well, you know, okay, so hey, if you can't even call. bet, like you, you can't even bet on Zay Flowers right now on FanDuel because it, yeah, FanDuel's been weird with the player props of when they're available. Yeah, and you can get you know, because it's probably you can get it tomorrow, but uh, it's like basically you have to be like an established player to be in the player props during the week. Yeah, it's fair, and I'm not. Um, I don't gamble a ton on legal apps, but I'm still uh, old school. Uh, you know talk to a guy, call a guy, and, you know, if I owe him 10 grand, then I go pay him 10 grand, and he's going to pay me out. Dude, I bet bet that you and I, for a long time, were gambling with the same guy because the guy that I was gambling with was the – Apparently, like the biggest or the second biggest bookie in Boston. If you if you didn't pay him, would he have come to your house and shot you? No, no. This guy actually had an agreement with Lon. Yeah. Yeah, This guy has an agreement, still has one, with law enforcement that – uh, as long as he's not uh, a violent collector of, of money owed, then they aren't coming looking for him. So, again, I'm not advocating any of you do this, but if you're like to live on the edge and want better odds, the people who might shoot you if you don't pay them usually offer better odds. Just just personal experience. But, yeah, well, guess what? The juice is a bit a bit harder from <laughs> from the fruit on that one. Yeah, because... yeah, but again, you know, like that, it, it kind of ups the fun. Like it, it's like watching uncut gems. Like this guy might come to my house in ten minutes and fucking shoot me in the face, but you know, I also got better odds with him than I got anywhere else. So. I watched uncut gems one time, and I refused to ever watch it again. It, oh, gave it makes me you so uncomfortable. The, the most so uncomfortable, highest anxiety I've ever ever it had is, watching any movie. It was funny watching people react to it. You could tell who gambles and who doesn't because if you weren't like. Like I was like twitching during Uncut Gems, and I was like, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "This is just like the most uncomfortable I've ever been watching a movie." Well, and and uh, uh, you know, like I said, I've, I'm great I've acting ne- job, but I've, I've never gambled with anyone or in a way that would end up with me getting physically harmed in any way. So uh, yeah, neither neither have I, because I you know make sure that I don't get shot. But I just I know that the people would shoot me if it went to that went to that. Yeah, level. but yeah. Ju- just. Uh, him like sweating his bets the way he did, and just anybody can watch that movie and get and get anxiety because it's just like the the pressure of like trying like you fucked up and you're trying to fix it and like you know just digging your hole too deep, man. Yeah, that movie it, it stressed me the fuck. I was sweating. Yeah, it was a it was a great great movie, great acting job by Adam Sandler, and a uh, little bit too real in some points where I was like, all right, this is a little bit uh. I'm, I'm uncomfortable watching this, but I enjoyed it. Um, so we've we've missed two weeks in a row. We've missed the uniform combo. What are our thoughts on the uh, white jerseys, black pants? Just uh, whoa, hold it's on, a winning hold on. combination. Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean missed? 
I'm saying we've recorded after. Oh, okay. We've recorded after the prediction. Because I did, prediction. I did get my prediction, even though it wasn't on the podcast. I did, I did yeah, get no, my no, prediction. I mean, week I one. mean, sorry, I should, I should clarify. Will has been correct, I believe, both weeks with the jersey. Combos. No, I missed, I missed this week. No. I, I thought we would do purple pants. Uh you know, it's fine. Actually, yeah. the so the black pants, the white jersey, purple pants, or white jersey, black pants has a better winning percentage than white jersey, purple pants. I liked the idea of the statement going in. But then, you know what? I thought about it. The uh, the Lamar spin move was in white jerseys, purple pants. Or white yeah. jerseys, black, black no, pants, I should say. It was in all white. The spin move was in all white. No, I thought Back it was black pants. It was all white. It was the, it was the clan uniform. Will pull up the clip. Will pull up the clip. I can't. I can't. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do it. Pull up the clip. It's telling you right now, it's in the all white. I thought it was the black pants. And hold on, if it's Jake, Jake, cover your ears for a second. If it's not, if it's not, <laughs> if it's not white purple, just do some quick Photoshop. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's all you gotta do. Just oh no, it is. Just get some fucking put it on the whatever fucking social media platform. Just to fuck. It is all white, man. This is the yep. Mandela effect. It's yep. shocking that well, it was... it's, it's just it's it's concerning that Jake knew them as the clan uniforms that quickly. But I but, told you that shit because of the enthusiast that you guys talked about. What after we lost to the Bengals? Because he likes the white pants. Oh, all the uh, brand uniforms. Like what the fuck? Oh my god. Um, TD Hunter. It's, that it's, guy? It's, it's, yeah, T. Yeah, it's, I was gonna say it's Brandon's around the block co-host, but I couldn't think TD Hunter is correct. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. The, yeah, now the, I have to rethink everything. In my head, I had I had him do like I can see the whole thing in my head, but um. Yeah, no, it's he was wearing all white. Fuck me. Also, I just want to say credit to us. We're playing the Bengals. We've talked about the Bengals game for you know fifteen minutes here, and we have not mentioned incest or chili spaghetti once. So I feel like we, we have not. To, uh... I feel like at this point, it's. I mean, I don't know. You could t- you could go on and say, but so we can't do the clan. We've said we've said it so many. We can't do the clan uniforms against the Bengals anymore because that was before Der German Tiger was a fan of the Bengals. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, so... true. Like that would kind of like you know he'd probably be like oh shit I might be a Ravens fan now they don't really want to draw him. I'll away fuck from that guy. Players. Yeah. Yeah, that guy, that guy likes to. He's gonna report this podcast to German. He's gonna report this podcast to German. He's apprentice. He's apprenticing to be the next the, the new singer of Lost Prophets. We're That's what I've ban- heard. We're gonna get banned from Spotify and Berlin in German. In Germany, no, they probably hate him. They probably want him out of the country. It's true. I feel like there's people. I feel like there's people in that German law enforcement, you know, branch that get all his reports sent to them that are like, "Fuck this guy!" Like, we need somebody to take him down. They're probably all like closet Ravens fans. They're like, they just want Dirk German Tiger to be as miserable as possible at all times. Good. All right, we have, we have score predictions for this week. Who wants to go Shoot. first? Nobody. 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 Uh, nobody jumping it too quick. Yeah, Jake. Jake, you went first last week and it worked out well for us. So. Hmm. I told myself at the beginning of the week I was going to be the villain and pick the other team, but I ate something before we went on, so I think I'm thinking logically now. The yeah. Ravens are going to cover, and they're going to it'll be twenty to seventeen. Twenty seventeen. So Ravens, Ravens, Ravens are going to cover. They're a three point underdog, so you're saying the Ravens are going to lose. Yes. No, I said they're going to cover and they're going to win. They're doing both. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, if they win, then they cover if they're the underdog. Correct. Yeah, there you go. They're going to. This is the guy. This is the guy that you're taking home run bets from. People just. That's right. That's right. I got thirty-one twenty-one Ravens. I like that. I was going to be right around there. So I'm going to go thirty to twenty. There we go. Just to be different, but same. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I respect it. Though I will say there are some concerns with this game. Obviously, the offensive line is one thing. This is a this is a um a turf field. And this is a turf field where number three, Mr. Beckham, hey, hey, did tear his knee up previously. Jameson Hensley, shut the fuck up. I'm just saying. Uh, did, you you keep purpose, or did you do that on purpose so I can make fun of him, or did you not know that? Jameson Hensley asked that question to Odell Beckham to his face, said the last two times you played the Bengals, you tore your knee up. How do you feel about that? Fucking really? That's hilarious. Yeah, like, dead, dead serious. <laughs> and then Odell was, like, Odell was like, that's a weird question to ask, and then answered him. But, you know, it was, fuck that guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, ass yeah. who was it? Will like, that hey, thought that like Hensley was like What'd you say? Who was it that thought Jameson Hensley was like twenty-five? Tom. Was it oh, Tom? No. Hold on. Uh, no, it's James. It was James. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because Tom, Tom went to like Tom like 
Yeah, Tom knew. Jameson Hensley's mom or something like that in high school. I don't remember (laughs) what. Like, (laughs) I think like uh, Jameson Hensley's mom was his like dental hygienist or some shit like that. Yeah, I think that he was in her mouth in other ways, but you know, regardless, um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't even say that was straight face. Um, Yeah, (laughs) I almost made it through that without breaking. Yeah, that was hearing this information. I badly want to use the R word, but I won't. You're welcome, Max. I won't pull a Drew. We're we're on a we're on a, a long streak of me not saying it on air. Yes, I respect it. This kudos to you, sir. Honestly, honestly, Calvin was considering coming on with us tonight because but Calvin's working like a twenty hour shift tomorrow. If Calvin was here, I one hundred percent would call him the R word. He's working a twenty hour shift, meaning he's going to uh, his tutor for twenty hours trying to learn how to read. So there you go. Um, when this PSF, the monkey phonics, when, then. when this I, I may or may not have reached out to a sponsor for our PSF stream for Calvin. Um, okay. Jake just Jake just alluded to it without even knowing what I was talking about, which is kind of funny. But yeah, um, so I want to get Calvin hooked on phonics and have him at halftime every week that we do a show like takes, you know, practice, practice life to entertain the people. That's, so. that's fucking amazing. Yeah, I referenced, what was it? I think it was a season three episode of South Park, Hooked on Monkey Phonics for Cartman, some yeah. shit like that. Yeah, Cal- Calvin would um, benefit from Hooked on Phonics, I think. I told, I him, think him, I told him he he had to read Cat in the Hat live on the, the show in order to join our our uh, pro sports so fans. They had, they, they're like, media they're like, casters. They, hey, taking it back a, to that 50 Cent Floyd Mayweather ALS I challenge the, or whatever. I sent the picture. I sent the picture of that after Will said the uh, cat and the hat thing. Um, yep. No, they, they you know, said like, oh, we're going to add this Calvin guy here. Like you said, you knew him. We're like, yeah, go for it. And like, they basically added him and he said hello. And then Will and I just roasted him for like 10 minutes. So I'm not going to read. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Like immediately off the bat. Dude, so when, uh, when, when Justin said, okay, I'm going to add Calvin. I was like, yeah, yeah, cool. I was like, I'm going to go get that picture and just drop it in there once he adds Ooh. him. And he, Calvin says hello. And the first thing, like before I can even, I'm like, oh yeah, I was going to go do that. Drew sends the fucking picture. And I think yeah, like right I before that, read. I said something like, or I, or no, it was, I said it right after that. I said like, are you going to get your kid to read the, these messages to you? <laughs> well, no, we said identify yourselves. If you want to do voice notes because you can't read them. Anymore. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. That's what I said uh, yeah. They, yeah they, I'm, I'm sure both of Justin and Mitch were reading that. Like, what did we do to this poor Calvin kid? Like, I was, is, uh... I, well, I was thinking about it. I was like, I bet Calvin, like, Put on like a suit and tie to like do a FaceTime. With oh yeah, I'm sure. Cal- Calvin comes off as like a very professional person, and we're not. Like we're the farthest <laughs> from that. So. I bet he showed up for it like it was like a fucking job interview, like uh, to work at you know Cal- the, the uh, problem Allstate is State or something. Calvin is like a genuinely nice person, and we're not. No, and so it's just <laughs> you know. Like he knows and he doesn't take it too personally, but I'm sure that they're like, Oh, we just talked to this really nice kid, Calvin, like really professional, articulate, you know, and then Will and Drew are fucking bullying him for not being able to read three seconds after we announced <laughs> oh, it. You never know his backstory. It could have been just like if you remember that old boondocks episode, the color was it, uh the color ruckus or whatever, where his dad goes in there, brother Zaz just catch you reading, starts beating on him after the fact. You never know. That could have been Calvin as a kid. Well, we don't know. No, just, this is the second time. This is the second time that Drew and I have been brought into a a large like group of uh, an organization of people trying to you know get to know establish each other. themselves as like you know uh, some sort of resource for information on the internet. Yeah, and immediately Drew and I, we just look at we look at everybody around us, and we're like these fucking nerds, and we're like, how can we bully this guy? <laughs> like, well, actually, on. actually, the the first time we did it, Will and I fought each other, and then we realized we're like, yeah, we're we're way better off, um, you know, targeting other people. Jake just, Jake witnessed it in real time. It was like we were going yeah. at each other, and we're like, nah, this doesn't feel right. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I either DM'd you, and I was just like, this isn't serious. You're like, oh yeah, I know, because I, I forget what joke I made at your expense, and I was just like, this is not real. So I didn't know if I had crossed a line at that point. And then I was like, all right, good. Now, then we just bullied like many people of that group. Well, part of it was that we came up with a, an entire plot to to make it look like we really, really hated each other so that people would then give us ammunition to to go after them. Yeah. Yeah. We're I sending mean, I, bait I, for people. Jake never took I the bait. That's you. why we still we're still together to this day. Well, I mean, if you could see Grant didn't take the bait. 
Drake yeah. didn't take the bait. Max. Robert didn't take the bait. Max didn't take the bait. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, only the strong survive. We, we had to uh, pick out our... Uh, I mean, targets. that really was the plan. That was like, we were yeah. like, this is stupid. Why are there so many people here? Let's get rid of a lot of them. What We'll... We'll make them expose. I, I, I took a I took a shot at Chibs in the article too. Too I, don't know, I think I called him a midget. I don't remember. I said he looked like a leprechaun or something like that. I don't remember. It wasn't like uh, anything that's this. Chibs is like six that? feet tall. I know, but I call him short because he's like three inches shorter than me. You know, so just whatever. I was like fucking them. One of the people messaged me. They're like, "Dude, you can't make fun of Chibs. He runs the website." I'm like, "I absolutely can make fun of Chibs. Like, it's it's not that serious." <laughs> I was like, he didn't even read it, I'm sure. I had no idea that I called him a fucking leprechaun in the article. No, he didn't read any of it. All right, so to uh, wrap this up, we have Ravens winning. Um, Will and I are far more confident than Jake because we're, you know, just more intellectuals than Jake. Uh, fuck J.K. Dobbins. You know, fuck injuries. Uh, come back soon. Tyler Linderbaum and Ronnie Stanley. I feel like we're probably missing something. Marlon will be back eventually. We miss you, Chris. Yeah, eventually. Do you, guys, do you guys listen to Marlon's podcast at all? No. What a strange, what a strange human! It, it is fascinating how I, actually weird I do want to listen to that. I just every time I, I go on Spotify, I forget to add it. Is it on Spotify? Yeah, uh, well, I use Apple. It's Podcasts, on YouTube so. too, isn't it? It's, it's on YouTube, but I, I use Apple Podcasts. What's it called? Normal. I'll do it right now while we're while Pun, we're here. Punchline, Punchline Pod. Is it him and Jack Settleman? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, and it, it's it's solid, but just like Marlon is so fucking weird, and he's so good at football. But like listening to him talk, you're like, this is like talking to a homeless guy outside of Seven Eleven, and then he's just like this baller cornerback, like you know, top five corner in the NFL. It blows my mind the way he dresses for the podcast. The other week, he's wearing a backwards Hollywood Brown jersey, some fucking wild ass pants, and like a red bucket hat. It's like you just show up looking like this, have fucking weird ass takes on the internet, and you are just great at football. It does not make sense. I think it was you. Jack Settlement is a underdog sports. I think right. Or uh, yeah. sna- snapback sports, snapback sports. I thought those were the same company. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't know. I think it's interesting that Jack Settleman chose uh, black and yellow for his website's colors, and he's a Ravens fan. I feel like that was some uh, poor decision making on his part. Uh, if we ever have to, if we ever have to go to war with them, I have that one in my back pocket. So, I mean, there there are only two acceptable forms of black and yellow that I can think of. There's Five and Water Energy and Wu Tang. It's about Boston it, really. Boston Bruins. Boston Bruins. Nah, I could do without the Browns or the Pens. Cocky stuff. Or, uh, here we yeah, go and I say that. Hitting, as, on, hitting on elite athletes. Boston Bruins. And, and I say that as a masochistic Sharks fan who has nothing to watch in October. I mean, the best, the, player, of the best player in your franchise's history came from the Bruins. So. Yeah, he's a, he and Patty, those are the two. Thornton's way better. I don't know about way better. Way better. But, Jum- way better. but Jumbo yeah, Joe is remembered better. as a Shark more than he's remembered as a Bruin. That's fine. He didn't win shit here. He was in the Eden shit anywhere. Okay, listen. I don't want to be a part of a podcast that talks about hockey this much. Can we? Can we? Can we talk about how the Orioles lost tonight? No, let's not talk about that. Uh, I think it's gonna. I think on, about on that Adam, time on, to... on Adam Jones' jersey retirement night. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Real shame. This is what happens there when you, you choose go. to work with Jerry Coleman, Adam Jones. Bad things happen. Here. Yep. Oh, there you have it. That's going to do it for this week's installment. We'll be back to discuss the week that was and then the week that will be. But meanwhile, it's time for me to die. Ah. It, it made it about halfway through. Halfway. Yeah, that was halfway. 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 That was fine, okay. though. I think we'll, we'll we'll roll with that, I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll, if, if it's usable, then it's usable. No, that's, that's usable. What that's what usable. We, what we really need is a video recording of Jake's face when the sound cuts off because that's the funniest <laughs> part. <laughs> right. And then him like scrambling to shove the 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 headphones back on his ears. Like, did, did, it did it work? Did it work? Did it work? <laughs> <laughs> yep. no How'd it go? Zone, zone 32. 32.